Hi, this is Mike Young with Noble Warriors, and welcome to the Noble Man Podcast. You're about to hear podcast episode number 18. The title of it is The Noble Man is Encouraged by His Wife. But we took a little twist on this one this time. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had my Friday morning Wise Guys group together to have you listen in on our conversation around the table as we talked about life in a small group with men. And so this week, we wanted to get a picture of what it looks like to the wives. How are the wives impacted or encouraged by a guy's participation in a men's-only small group? And so what we did, we invited a guest host, Jennifer Autry, hosted this podcast, and we had the wives of the men in my Wise Guys group to join in, some in the studio and some via Zoom, to have a conversation about the impact of their men being involved in a men's small group. So we're going to join this in process. The women are having the conversation, and you'll get to be part of that. Then we'll uh, we'll sign off again at the end. But enjoy this conversation with a group of wives who are encouraged and encouraging their men to be part of a men's-only small group. Okay, good evening, ladies. In the studio tonight, we have Stacy. We have Darcy, and I'm Jennifer, and joining us with Zoom, by Zoom, is Allison, Kelly, and Lee. So we're glad that everybody could make it together tonight, and um, let's talk about our men and how they're meeting together and walking spiritually um, as a group and diving into the Word of God together, and um, so we're going to just chit-chat about that tonight, but first I want to talk about where you guys are in your season in life. So I'm going to ask each of you to tell us basically kind of where you and your husband are as far as raising families in your careers. If you guys could do that in a sentence or two, that would be awesome. Let's start with Stacy. All right, Jennifer. Um, so our season of life, we kind of have one foot in empty nest life and one still at home. Uh, three of our boys are... Um, are out of the house, two are in college, one is married, and then our daughter Hannah is still at home. So um, we travel back and forth visiting them and balance uh, high school activities and sports. Uh, Michael and I have been married for 28 years. Um, so that's kind of where we are in our stage of life and, and what we are uh, deal with with our family. Um, and and of course mike's leading noble warriors and that's right and i i support him um, i'm up at the office a couple of days a week uh just volunteering and helping in that capacity and then i uh, just have a couple other little part-time jobs that i do so i wear a lot of different hats but that's just like other women who have multiple hats. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to kind of go back and forth to our studio crowd and to our Zoom crowd. So I'm going to go to Allison, if you could share with us now. All right. Um, we are in the stage of life of a five-year-old and a six-year-old. And we've been married nine years. And I just started our second week of, well, our first week of homeschooling for our second year. And so we're in the Mary Poppins, Charlotte's Web um, phase of life. And it's it's a fun one, um, a little tiring sometimes, but I think every phase of life has that component. Um, so that's where we are. Very good. And how about you, Kelly? I'm doing great. 
So we're in the phase of life. We just celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary last week. Congratulations. And we have three, thank you. We have three children. Um, Michael is 24 and engaged to be married next May. And then David is 22 and about to be married in October. And Jane is 22 and she's about to have her first year after graduating from community college, she's going off to James Madison University to finish up her college degree. So that's the phase of life we're in. Very good. And where, where are you and your, um, and your mic in, in your careers right now? Um, I get the privilege of teaching kindergartners. So he has been with the company that he's with for probably He's with a chemical company. He's in sales. He's been there um, probably 25 years. So Very good. Okay, and coming into the studio, let's hear from Darcy. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Darcy, and my husband Aaron and I have been married. We'll be 25 years this summer, um, so we're getting ready to celebrate that in a couple well. of weeks. And I can't believe it. We have two boys. Ryan is 21, and Jacob will soon be 18. Um, so that's where we're at. I am a former elementary teacher, but I'm not working full-time right now. Um, Aaron is doing, uh, such a nice job taking care of us. And he <laughs> said, take a break, honey. So he's, uh, working full-time in technology. And, um, so that's where we're at. Oh, what a nice gift. Yes. Wonderful. All yes. right, Lee, please share with us. Um, I am in the phase of life of empty nesting and then the birds come back. <laughs> okay that so is wonderful i have a 25 year old almost 26 he moved back from colorado uh, matthew and then i have morgan who got married in um just recently and she's in south carolina i have a 22 year old jenna she lives nearby but she will be coming back in um september because the person she's living with is getting married and they do not want her living with them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? I huh? don't know why. <laughs> and then I have Lauren who will be, she's 20 and she will be um, going back to uh, Liberty University. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, my 91 year old mother-in-law who uh, lives with us. And then I have my nine, my parents, 91 and 89, who live next to us. So I also um, tend to them as well. Absolutely. Well, we could tell about your career and how you spend your time because that's a, that's that's a lot career. of people yes. to care for. Um, so what this group of ladies has in common is their husbands meet together. And, um, and actually, we're going to hear from them about what their understanding is when their husbands meet together. What do they talk about? What are they? What What is the goal of that group? So, what I was hoping to hear from you, one of you, is what do you think that your husbands, um, what your husbands talk about, and what their weekly meetings are about, as far as their purpose. Well, I don't mind jumping in first. Um, Thanks, Stacy. That'd be great. Uh, so. I know Mike has been meeting with this small group. I, I don't even know how many years. It's I've lost count. Um, but it has been uh, just a place where he can go and and meet with other guys who some are in 
his same stage of life. Some are um, a little bit another step behind in terms of just what they're experiencing in life. And, um, and, and so for them, it's a, it's really, I call it more of a, not even an accountability group. Um, he likes to call it the wise guys group. Um, but they go and just share what's going on in their life. And, and they're all, um, they all are, are active in church and Bible study. And so it's a place where they can go and get encouraged by other believers who can speak into his life things that I could not necessarily say, or if I did say them, um, they wouldn't necessarily be received as well as coming from Mm -hmm. someone else. Um, So, I mean, they talk about a range of topics from marriage to raising kids to job issues to parents. Um, And so just really a spot where they just do life together um, and get encouraged through the word together. I know that any advice or encouragement that he would get from other guys is going to be biblically grounded. Um, and so that is, uh, that's a great, um, comfort to me, uh, assurance, I guess, knowing that the, the advice, um, that he'll be receiving is going to be filtered through God's word. Very good. Does anybody else here would like to share about what they, their understanding is of what um, your men talk about when they get together weekly? So anybody else who'd like to, to add on to what Stacy has shared? Awesome. You did a great job. <laughs> she um, did. She was so thorough. It's <laughs> Really, seriously. So I, I always look forward to Friday morning knowing that he has a place to uh, be real. Not that he's not real in other places, but I think he walks through his week um, working and then he gets to go and share if he feels like it share his week and work through some of those things that he might be it, it might be a struggle it might be a praise it might be something that the lord has spoken to him that week that he gets to go share but i i always look forward to friday morning knowing that it's coming that's great that you said that, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you look forward to that, because that leads us into our next question. So it may seem counterintuitive. Your husband going away from your home, all of these ladies here have a lot to juggle, as you could hear um, in their introductions. So your husband leaves, your, leaves the home once a week to go meet a group of men. But like Kelly said, she looks forward to that. And the question is, mm-hmm. how does it help you? How does knowing that your husband is going to be a part of that meeting help you? Well, can I speak back to that? That's okay. Um, When um, usually by the time he is finished with the group, I'm on my way to work and I love hearing his voice after a meeting. So he doesn't share what's happened in the meeting because that's their, that's their private time together as men, their safe place. But what I love is the energy that I hear Mm -hmm. um, in his voice after that. It's like a, it's almost like a reset or reboot every week so mm-hmm. and sometimes like it was just mike and chris this past friday and the lord knew that and there was something that you know chris had um on his heart and, and um he just wanted to he needed to bounce it off of mike and i love that and um and uh so when they aren't all there i mean i think the lord just orchestrates who needs to be there 
um, because some of I know Mike Lucas travels at times and he can't be there. And so, um, yes, I find the same thing that Chris is very encouraged. He's always looking forward to it, well, even though it's, you know, they meet at six. Well, good. I'm going to ask the other three, um, Allison and Darcy share kind of on that Mm -hmm. same note. um, Do you, do you sense a um, kind of like an emotional or a spiritual healthiness or um, a difference in your husband when, after he's had that kind of meeting the other fellows? Yeah, this is Darcy. I'll jump in if you don't mind. Um, I will second what Kelly said as far as just the energy. I feel like Mm -hmm. when, um, and I'm typically at home when he gets back, from the meeting and he just seems like he wants to talk and I love that because so many times our men um, work so hard to take care of their families and I feel like their work just um, takes over their brain space sometimes Mm -hmm. and they're just preoccupied but when he has that Mm -hmm. time to connect with other men it just gives him that energy and I know Mike always goes to that verse um, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so mm-hmm. one man sharpens another. And I think it really is true because they they challenge each other with their thoughts and their words. Um, you know, they can keep each other accountable and, and not really um, in an official way, but just kind of, you know, they know each other well enough to ask some tough questions and say, hey, I want to just ask you about this thing you're talking about. Right. But um, I just really appreciate that it, it just it is very good for him and his mental health. And Mike said in his podcast a couple weeks ago, men connected are healthier than men disconnected. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. find that to be so true. It's just really good. Well, that's, Mm -hmm. that's really neat. So you find that when he goes and talks to other men and he comes home to you, then he actually wants to talk more. Yes. (laughs) That's pretty cool. How about you, Allison? What have you experienced? Um, it's always a good experience. Um, I feel like he is, comes home encouraged. Um, I particularly like that it's at 6 a.m. because we're all (laughs) home and it's not a busy time for us. So I I like that they meet early. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's great too because it's a recharge for the whole day for him and the weekend going into that. Um, And it's Friday mornings. So you've had, you know, stuff coming at you all week, lies being fed to you from the media or just people around you in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And then it's a place of truth, of accountability. um, And that's so important. And that's super important, Allison, because as you said at the beginning, you're in a completely unique season of life compared to the other ladies Mm -hmm. um, whose husbands join this group. And the fact that you have very young ones at home. So that extra set of hands, that extra adult... Um, conversationalist is crucial for you, but by him leaving and this, these men choosing a time of day that doesn't actually interrupt the flow of the family, um, that leaves a lot of encouragement for you. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's amazing. So, so if someone could take a moment to sum up why they think this is what these what you're getting after these men meet together, six a.m on a Friday morning. So you talk about being energized, you talk about um, being more willing to talk, you talk about decompressing and just um, kind of filtering out all the, the stuff from the world. Why do you think that is so important and that those are, are the what's results from meeting with a group of believing men? You know, well, one I, of the I things- it was said before that um, a man's bent isn't naturally to 
look inward and then talk about it. And, but everybody needs that men or women. Um, the enemy loves to seclude and get in our heads. And, um, so this gives an opportunity for them to do soul searching and then for someone to be, um, asking the questions and talking about it and keeping them accountable and, um, just so that they can be real. Very good. Very good. And so on that note, so I, I can, I can hear this, but what I would really love to know also is, do you find that after this, after these meetings that they are, um, that your spouse is more attentive to you. I know they're talking and they're energetic, but how does that relate to you and how they respond to you? I'll jump in. Um, I really feel like, you know, because my husband comes home wanting to talk, that's part of the attentiveness, you know, just, you know, the ability for him to Mm -hmm. have disconnected from other distractions and to say, Hey, let's talk about something. I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And just talking about it. And, um, I don't know if this sounds funny or not, but, you know, just to hear other stories of what these other guys might be doing with their wives and, you know, oh, so-and-so is going on a trip or so-and-so, you know, went on a date or, you know, and, and I think that does make him think, oh yeah, maybe we should be doing those things. So, I mean, I think it's a normal, healthy, um, it's not a competition of course, but, you know, I just think when the men get together and they hear about each other's lives it it definitely mm-hmm. helps to kind of challenge them and and they do sometimes discuss wives and mm-hmm. and i think it naturally makes them more attentive so yeah mm-hmm. and maybe even remember yeah like, he's there in a store and you're mm-hmm. like they start counting back and wow when's the last time we did do something like that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's great that's mm-hmm. great does anyone on zoom want to share on that on that note about how that um maybe increases or or enhances the attention that directly is given to you after those times that your husbands meet? I just, I feel, I feel cherished. Um, there, there are times on a Friday that, um, there have been several times on a Friday that I'll be standing in my kindergarten classroom and Michael walk through the door and I'll, I'll just kind of know in my heart that it's because they have spent time together talking about how to love us better or to cherish mm-hmm. us. And, and I'm just, it, it just kind of, it's, it's one of my favorite things that'll happen um, on a Friday and it's usually a Friday. So I know it's, it's been prompted by just the discussion, like she, like Darcy said, mm-hmm. so. So you're saying they don't only talk about it, that it shows throughout the week. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. So, and I know mm-hmm. another thing for me that I noticed too, is it's just, being a, just for him to have an, another group of guys to talk with, to kind of carry the load, to share the burden, um, rather than I feel like it all falls on me and I have to be the sounding board or I have to be the one mm-hmm. to prompt a, a certain conversation. Um, so the Friday morning groups allow me not to have to be in that position. Um that allows me to be able to encourage him, but not to feel like I'm the only one that knows how he really feels. I'm the only one who knows some of the struggles he's having or um, the load he's carrying. And I know that he talks about that on Friday mornings. And so that's just an encouragement to me to know that 
um, he's not walking this road alone and he's got other guys that are coming alongside him. Absolutely. And I noticed again, going back to the introductions, there are, um, you, Stacey, you talked about being a sounding board and every woman in this group sounds like they're a sounding board to multiple people in their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe maybe you're not always able to be because of carrying the load of sounding ball. I mean, we have multiple, all of you have multiple children and everybody knows the role of a mom. Their children is to be everybody's sounding board. So I could only imagine to share that load of the sounding board is absolutely wonderful. So I want to lead into to, do your children know about your husband's men's group? and the time that they spend. And um, if each of you could just kind of go around and talk about that, that would be great. If your husband, if your children know about this group and if they could attest from your perspective as being the mom and the sounding board to kind of the whole crowd, if they can attest how that group actually impacts them as well. Well, I, I would say that um, I think I talked with Aaron about this and what he thinks it is, and I agree, I find that because our kids know, the boys know that, you know, hey, dad's done this for years. One, it shows that he he seeks out and he does um, try to commit time to spending with good Christian guy friends. And then two, um, just, you know, kind of knowing the importance of that. It's setting an example where I know our boys are trying to seek that out for themselves. And as they're, you know, one is kind of partway out of the nest, the other one's still Mm -hmm. in high school, but, you know, they willingly seek out uh, a guy's Bible study or a small group or something Mm -hmm. like that. So that's what I see. The kids know about it and they must see the value because they're kind of emulating what they see dad doing. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. And doing, I mean, I, I think of someone had said, um, obvious, if you're doing your devotions in the morning, um, it is a good thing that every morning your kids come down and they see you or they're seeing you on your knees. Um, it's, um, so it's a, um, it's modeled instead of saying, yeah, I do my devotions, but your kids never see you do your devotions because for whatever reason, and, and there might be a season in life where, where, you know, the, the kids are real young and that's the only time mom gets. And because as soon as they get up, then they're, that's it. (laughs) Your quiet time is done. Um, so they are modeling instead of just saying, you know, you guys got to hang out with, um, godly young men. Um, they're actually, doing what they are saying they should do and that of course speaks louder than words yeah i can only imagine allison that and i don't know if your children realize this because of their season in life and where they are but they Mm -hmm. have one two three four i'm counting four men who are completely invested in them other than their dad um how does that how does that impact you and your parenting as a mom and how do you see that impacting them Well, like Lee said, um, the modeling and the modeling from, you know, their first memories on is huge. That's, Mm -hmm. that's all they know. So hopefully it's just going to be part of what they see as manhood, um, that a man meets with other men and Mm -hmm. they speak into each other's lives. Mm -hmm. So that that's great. It's, it's, you know. It's priceless. 
I love that. I love that you said manhood. That's what manhood is because as I watch our two men that are our sons become men, um, they've had some great mentors in their life and they've had some great peer relationships that they have even said that they seek that out. I know I'm watching my oldest is home from Austin, Texas. His full-time job was, it took him there, but he's been home because of the quarantine and every Sunday evening he's meeting with a group of guys from his church back in Austin on Zoom and so it, it truly is it, if it's modeled it does come naturally so that the other thing is um, if they ever go through a season a hard season in their life like um, it, if they kind of fall away I guess they have people that are coming after them because they have had um, those mentors in their life and they've watched it model through their dad. So that's been, a, I've seen that as a benefit too when we've gone through a hard season with, um, you know, parenting. Mm -hmm. So. Well, very good, Stacey. And why don't you give us kind of just a rundown. You're, you have three boys who have been a part of this ministry in various ways. Um, they have seen their dad lead the charge in this, but they all have very different personalities. Mm -hmm. So how would you say that it's impacted them? I think they've each taken that and made it their own. Um, it's just been a natural thing they've saw their dad do. So it's something that they, I don't even think, questioned as unusual to meet with other guys. Mm -hmm. And so that, that instilled, I guess, a desire in them to want that too. Um, they saw their dad model it. They saw how helpful it was and things that he um, would share that he brought up at the group for himself. Um, and just seeing that authenticity and realness um, with other men. So that's something that they wanted to, to emulate and, and knew they needed. And so it's it's been sitting on this side um, of parenting after, you know, having a 25 year old and a 21 year old and a 19 year old, seeing how they have sought after that after they've left home. Mm -hmm. And you know that it's all they're doing. It's nothing we've coordinated. They had to go pursue mm -hmm. it. My oldest son uh, went to the military academy and one of the first things he tried to do was just surround himself with a small group of guys. And by the time they graduated, they had a name for themselves. They were the NAVS Five. They were um, deeply invested in navigators and there were five of them oh. and you didn't see one without seeing five of them. And um, that just was a huge encouragement and since graduating they have kept in touch they celebrate holidays together when they can um, but i know it just played an integral part in his life just getting through uh, some of the the real challenges that they face and when zach went away to school that was one of the first things that he looked for um at the first and it takes a while for that to it gel because i'm not sure so those two and they kind of had that military base to kind of pull from right but i know ben just started school and he didn't have a, the same experience he's still exactly. looking he is still looking he it's has been a year trying around right it's been a year um so he's he is trying things um which is awesome because he he wants deep Bible study, um, but he's trying to find the group to connect with. So uh, I don't 
know that he would tell you he's found that group yet. For Zach, it took two and a half years. It took two years, about two years for him okay. to, to find the group. Um, his first year, he didn't he didn't have that gel either. Um, so I think so. Ben's position is he's he's looked ahead to see how that's played out in his brother's lives, and and he's seen well. It's taken Zach a couple of years to figure it out. Just because I didn't find that group my first year doesn't mean um, they're not out there. Um, but it is it has been a cool experience as parents to see that that's something that they desire. Um, and that they seek after. That's great. So I would, I want to attest, um, while we're talking about children and son, particularly sons in this situation, because we're going to kind of move to the young ladies in just a moment. But one thing that is unique about this group, um, I know I've gotten to walk through life with most of, with most of you and the way that you guys view your sons, treat your sons, raise your sons, walk beside your sons is probably different than the rest of the world. Um, there's the old adage that mom doesn't want to cut those apron strings. Um, maybe you let them be a little boy a little bit too long. And that's what all the movies joke about and all the movies joke about. But that's not what I see from from this group of women. And I, I can only stand here and attest that this men's group was a big part of that and understanding that your sons are all moving into manhood and they need to um, they need to lean on each other. They need to grow in the Lord at all times. And then, then that gives you rest as a mom and to know when Mm -hmm. it's time to support and when it's time to let go and let them be men. And I think that's awesome. So as if you had a young woman come up to you and she just wished that her husband had this kind of group for himself, that she got to see him a Friday morning or a Monday morning when he came home with that energy and that willingness to talk, what would you say to her? when she wishes her husband would spend time with godly men. Because on that note that we have learned, I'm just going to throw it out there, the word, we can't henpeck our sons. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say to a young woman who has this desire in her heart for her husband? Pray. Yeah, pray. I pray. agree. First thing that came to my mind. That's it. Pray. Because you are, the Holy Spirit is a lot better nagger than a wife. And I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't maybe say and ask the Lord how you should present it, um, but you don't want to put him on the defense. And then you kind of can get an idea of how he takes it. And then if it's not received well, then you pray. And even if it is received well, you pray and 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 see what the Lord is going to do. I think what Allison talked about, though, too, is so beautiful that she encourages him to go even though their household is busy and it's a hard time not to have dad around Mm -hmm. it could be Mm -hmm. she encourages him to go so over the years I think that's important that you encourage that and the last thing that we all want to do is nag them um, because typically that drives them in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So I totally am on board in terms of praying um, and praying for the right guys, because who we think, sometimes we have an idea of who we think our guys ought to meet with. And mm-hmm. so we try to coordinate that for them. <laughs> <laughs> that does not work Stacey. either. <laughs> so that is not the role of a loving wife. Um right. So I just, I think we need to be very careful in how we 
try to steer our guys towards people we think they should be around and come back to what Lee was saying. And the first priority is to pray and then to let go of them when they do find somebody. Right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Darcy, I would you jump mind? in? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I, I, wanna, I just had a, um, a thought. Usually the woman, if they don't see their husband taking up the mantle, they will take up the mantle and they will be the spiritual leader and they will instead of, and you see, and then the man will take the back seat and he's like, well, she's, you know, she's doing it. So I don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. That is probably the hardest thing a woman can do is to sit back and be quiet. And so that you give that opportunity to the husband to step up and take the reins. And um, because you want your, especially because a mom wants her children to be, have that model and have the devotions and whatever. And it's, you know, ladies, you know me, it's hard for me to shut up and not do, and not say my opinion, my opinion. And that goes back (laughs) to what Stacy said about that, a men's group gets to do the work for her <laughs> she, right. uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and to, and to give that word of encouragement. Um, I'm going to ask Darcy uh-huh. to share a little bit about how Aaron got involved with this group of men and, and the kind of the process that that went through, because I've known you since you and Aaron were a very young family. Um, so. <laughs> uh, we moved here in the end of 2006 and we promptly, um, you know, got involved in the uh-huh. church that we're currently in and, Um, you know, it was just a friendly neighbor that was like, Hey, let me help you move in. And by the way, do you have a church? So, you know, we ended up attending the church and, you know, Aaron said, this is great. I love church, but like, I just need like some people to know and hang out with, you know, I just, I can't just come to church and go home and feel like I'm getting Now, had he always been like that or was that something that he kind of grew into as he, as your family was growing and he's definitely a people person. Um, and he's definitely one of those kind of guys who, um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's always looking for a guy to hang out with, but like he just, he prefers companionship to being alone. And I, I just all day I've had the Ecclesiastes passage just running through my head, you know, two are better than one. When one falls down, the other can help him up. And I just think that's true for all of us. God didn't design us to be alone. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when we moved here, we had lived in Lynchburg for, well, let's see, we got married in 95 and we lived there until 2006. So, you know, we had developed relationships and we were in a small group and, and we just had those friendships. And, um, so it was just a challenge. We had two little kids. And so we were kind of invested in, all those young couples who were like us that had little kids, you know, it was almost like that was our family because this was our home. (laughs) So, you know, you move to a new town and you have nothing and no one and no relationships other than each other. And, you know, it's great that we have each other, but you know, you do, Mm -hmm. the men need each other and women need other women. We all have to have, you know, just those different relationships. And, um, so So how did he find this? How did he find it? Yeah. So he, I think he just asked one of the pastors at church and said, is there any kind of men's group? And I believe that 
I don't know when Noble Warriors started, Stacey. When was it? It was 2005. 2005, so the next yeah. year. And uh, um, so, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, there's this ministry, and you should talk to Mike. So that that was it. The rest was history. Wow. Aaron connected with Mike, and we became friends and got in a small group, and that the rest was history. It's great. Now, one thing I, I, I do see, because if you're a, you're a young family, and there's a lot of distractions and temptations, and there's a lot of busyness, and s- sometimes small bodies running around the house, and... Um, there's a lot of different w- things to do when you spend time with other men. Um, one thing I just wanted to say that I noticed um, as an observer of this group is that every single one of you had an awareness of what your husband was going to do, the purpose of why he was going, and kind of what was being talked about. You had an awareness of that, and I think that's super important, that that came very easily to all of you. And I also think it's really neat that the time of day is... Um, is early in the morning. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Everybody's schedule is different, but I can only imagine there might be a temptation for a group like this over years and years to years to maybe move into maybe more of just a social situation that's easier and it's easier Uh not to dive into the the difficult things of life. So I think that time of day um, is super important in this group being having such a long lasting impact Uh on your families. And I think it's really neat that all of you had a very similar story. I don't know. um, I know you guys are talking and you're trying to think through questions, but all of you had a similar story that all of you were able to, again, to quickly note a positive impact this meeting time has had on your family, Mm -hmm. Um, you personally and your children and him specifically. And so I think those are really, um, if your husband desires to be in a safe uh, in a group like a group of men like this, I think those are awesome prayer points that those mm-hmm. are very, those are big priorities for their time to spend with other men. So I really thank you guys for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what resources, if anyone can answer this, cause I know we're getting a little bit short on time here. What are some resources that you would recommend for wives who want to better understand their husbands? If you as a wife would like to better understand your husband, what resources would you recommend for them? Anybody got a book? I hear crickets. <laughs> mm. Well, I see um, the power of a praying wife. I mean, that brings up many points within that. So, and of course, we sh- that's where we need to start and finish um, with prayer. So um, I, I would say that. I know Shantae Philham's book, uh, For Women Only, was an okay. uh, amazing resource and just getting to know my husband, I can't remember when I read that. It may have been five to eight years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I wish I had read it when we first got married because it would have answered a lot of questions about mm-hmm. and that what was he was for all women about. Only. For women only, yes. And she mm-hmm. has another one called For Men Only, which does the same <laughs> thing as for men to find out about how their wives are wired. Uh, wired. But oh, another one that I really did enjoy early on in our marriage, too, was um, Wild at Heart. And um, mm-hmm. I think that was uh, that just just talks about your husband's adventurous heart and just how God mm-hmm. has naturally wired him to take some risk um, and mm-hmm. how he wants to lead and what how our role looks like looks in that. Um, so those are a couple of resources that I know mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot out of. Hey, Stacy Emerson Egridge and his wife. What was the book that we read? 
love and respect love and respect yes yes awesome book oh that sounds good yeah Mm -hmm. excellent book yeah that's 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 great and then i know some of you you know dorsey you said it beautifully men need men and women need women um and so i know um and then stacy spoke to seasons of life being around other um other ladies or in different seasons of life Mm -hmm. and i can only imagine what resources those have held for you over the years so um Mm -hmm. definitely definitely important um so please um like i said when you're praying this for your husband ladies if this is um this has obviously been very beneficial to many um families and that in the this ministry for noble warriors it's been um mike's heartbeat he has multiplied it to other groups of men and then just um, sent them out um, with teaching, with meeting with other men, and just building men up. Um, many of you are part of a church that um, that men have great roles, like you said, Lee. That the men have not stepped aside and let the women take <laughs> take over. Mm-hmm. They have they work side by side in many respects, and also take. Um, responsibilities that are best suited for men in the church. And I just think that's great. Your husbands have been equipped to do that through this wonderful ministry. Um, So please continue to pray. Um, And so Stacy, I'm going to ask you if you would just um, pray for our listeners specifically, if their, Mm -hmm. um, their husbands aren't in a men's group, that they'll be equipped to pray Mm -hmm. for their, um, for their spouses and that that door will be open for them to be, to be led into a men's group. If you would do that for us right now. Okay. Father God, I just come before you now and want to to lift up the listeners to this podcast, especially Um, there may be some women who do have such a desire uh, to see their husbands walk with other men and um, and be encouraged in scripture and God's word. And and um, and they themselves may not be connected. Um, And so as women and as wives, we we want to, to be able to love our husbands well. Um, and so help us to do that through prayer. Um, help mm-hmm. us to hold our tongue. Um, Father God, I pray that you help us to um, be wise in how we encourage our husbands to uh, seek out and, mm-hmm. and find other men and men's groups to be a part of that are studying scripture, Lord. Um, help us to, to first of all, come before you on our knees and, mm. and pray for our men, um, that you will guide them and you will, you will lead other men into their lives, mm-hmm. Father God, um, that it will be the Holy Spirit that will be working through them and give them a desire. And sometimes we have to first pray for a desire mm-hmm. to, um, mm-hmm. to even want to, to become part of a small group. So, um. Father, I know that you you hear our request. Um, mm. Lord, there are things that seem to be um, distractions and uh, barriers that seem too big to get over in terms of time commitments or just not knowing the right people. Uh, but those those are are no barrier for you. Um, and so I, I do pray for the women who are listening. Um, and even for the men to to have a desire to gather together um, as Christian guys and encourage one another because you have made us for relationships. Lord, you've made us for a relationship with you, first of all, and then to be in relationship with others. And that crosses mm. 
um, men and women alike. Uh, so thank you for that desire, mm-hmm. um, that creativity that, that you've put in us. And um, I just yes. pray that you will um, help us seek your face as we, we seek to encourage our husbands in their walk with the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you, ladies, for supporting your husbands and that this is such a fabulous ministry that I hope um, this time together continues to extend and there'll be many women praying for this. Yes. So how about that? Did you hear some of the themes? We're, We're talking about the example that's being set for sons. We're talking about the impact of life and marriage when a guy is connected with other men. My wife, in in particular, said that there are things that she needs brought to my attention that she prays will be brought up, but she knows she's not the one to do it. So she's she's encouraged when other men speak into my life. And, And so, folks, that's one of the reasons that men need to be engaged in a small group together with other godly men who are pointing them to Christ. Now, you heard some examples of some resources and some strategies. If you're a wife listening to this and you want your husband to be involved, well, keep praying. And if you're a guy who's listening to this and is not involved in a small group, well, then find some other guys and just go out for coffee and begin the process of developing connections with other men who will point you to Christ and the Word consistently and inform your life. So that's it for podcast 18. We will look forward to being back with you next week for podcast number 19. But in the meantime, would you share this? Would you like it in your particular uh, podcast tool that you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or some other resource? And would you give us a review? We'd love a f- honest five-star rating if you could, uh, because we know that this is blessing some folks. So God bless you folks. We'll talk to you next time.